Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you on this Sunday morning. Thank you for the community of faith joining together. Thank you for celebrating the many years and generations who have made this church of Emmanuel possible. Lord, help us as we seek to build upon the foundation which we have been given. Help us as we seek to build your kingdom and make it a reality, not just for Kirby Road, not just for Messick area, Lord, but for all the areas of which we come and we represent and where we go, recognizing that it's not in this building, Lord, that you just move, but it's you move us to go outside and to make a difference in the neighborhoods we live, in the communities we participate in, in the places we work, in the schools that we attend, in the jobs that we carry out. So, Lord, this morning as we continue to hear your words for us, we thank you for those words. Uh, convict us where needed. Encourage us where needed. Lord, forgive us where needed. In your name we pray. Amen. So today we continue our journey through the Sermon on the Mount. It's Climax Day. You know that point in the movie that everything points to, that everything reaches. And here we are today for the Sermon on the Mount, the climax. Now climax doesn't mean that the movie is over. And climax doesn't mean that the Sermon on the Mount series we're going through is over. It just means that everything that's been written, everything that's been put together points to today. We've talked about our relationship with God. We've talked about our relationship with the world. And today we continue talking about our relationship with each other. So I invite you to join me as we climb to the mountaintop and we sit at Jesus' feet and hear what he has for us today. Join me in the Gospel of Matthew. It's one verse, so we've got to turn to Matthew pretty quick. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Join me in the Bibles you brought. The devices you have are in front of you. Our Bibles to uh, online. I invite you to join me this morning. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. I think that's worth repeating. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So chapter 5 deals with our relationship with the world. Chapter 6 deals with our relationship with God. And chapter 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, as we've been exploring, deals with our relationship with each other. So how should we relate to each other? How should we interact with each other? What is it that we've been taught? What is it that we've been known as children and through the scripture of how we should engage each other? Probably the word that uh, best describes is love. Today we hear that do unto others. But what's the problem? Why do we have to be instructed on how we should interact and how we should engage each other? Because of evil? Hatred, selfishness, sinfulness that separates us from God and from each other. 
earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, as we've explored it over the past few years, Jesus has talked about some tough subjects. Anger, divorce, adultery. He's taught us to turn the other cheek, to love the enemy, and to do not judge. Today, a simple but hard message. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How many times have you heard that in your lifetime? How many times parents or grandparents have you shared that or offered that to your children or grandchildren? We've known it most of our lives. But when Jesus came to share it in the Sermon on the Mount, it was a new teaching. It was a new perspective. It was, it was a means that hadn't been shared with the people before, a new view on how we should live. There are really no parallels to this statement. Hear what some other religions would say that sounds similar, but there's a difference, and see if you can catch the difference. The Hindu religion taught, Do not to others which, if done to thee, would cause thee pain. Buddhist religion said, Hurt not others with that which pains yourself. Confucius said, What, do you, what you do not want done to yourself... Do not do to others. Isocrates tells the Greeks and Romans in 400 BC, Do not do unto others that which angers you when they do it to you. And even in the Jewish tradition, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow men. So these sound similar, but there's a difference. Did anybody catch the difference in all these sayings compared to Jesus' teaching? They're all negative. Peter, you're right. Every single one of them was negative, where Jesus' teaching is positive. Others say, don't do unto others what you don't want done to you. But Jesus says, do unto others what you want them to do unto you. We're called to do something favorably on others. The other sayings only prohibit us from doing something unfavorably to others. Jesus tells us that what's required, what's expected of us, is to show kindness to others. What the other saying that what is expected is only not to cause harm to others. The rule that the other sayings give involves nothing more than not doing certain things. It talks about refraining from certain actions. Now, I guess if we're honest, and it's not easy, but it's not really impossible to not do certain things. In other words, we could do nothing and not break the rule. We wouldn't be guilty, and we would satisfy it. How about you? You pretty good of not doing things that you're not supposed to do? But that's easy. That's an easy way out. But as we look at the positive of what Jesus says to us, do unto others what you want them to do unto you, it's a whole new attitude. It's a whole new way of living. It's one thing to say I must do nothing to cause harm to another person. It's quite another thing to say I'll do my best to show kindness to them and help them. 
But that's exactly what Jesus is telling us in the kingdom of God as we seek to be his kingdom-building people is to show that kindness and to show that help to others. To take the initiative to do that, not just wait till it's done to us. And not just to not respond in anger, but to offer kindness even if it's not offered back to us. To show another Christ and his kingdom rather than doing something takes time and effort. It makes life even more complicated. It's something else to think about and for us to consider. Will we have less time to do what we want? If we look at that in each situation that we face, then the saying that we hear of dying to self and putting Christ at the center comes to fruition. What the golden rule really calls us to, what this statement that Jesus offers to us in Matthew 7 verse 12 really tells us is to treat others not as the law allows, but as love demands. To treat others not just as the law allows, but as love demands. This is what turns what Jesus said from just another moral saying to a Christian teaching that we should apply at the core of our life. Again, let us look at this connection. Since we just read one verse, I'm going to go back to the Bible. So have your Bibles or your devices ready. Go back to our Matthew 7 verse 12. And let's look at it a little more closely this morning. What is talked about at the end of Matthew 7 verse 12 for this is the, what? The law and the prophets. When you hold that, don't lose it. When we think about the law, what often comes to mind? The commandments. We think of the commandments. All right, keep holding that thought. Think of Matthew 7, 12. We think of the commandments. And what's the greatest commandment we're given? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. All right, that's in Matthew 22. So look at Matthew 22. I mean, that's not that verse, but look at Matthew 22, in the end of Matthew 22. All right, verse 39. Told you we're doing a little study here, so I'm making you look through the Bible. So Matthew 22, verse 39, talks about love your neighbor as yourself. Sounds pretty close to do unto others as you want them to do. Unto you, But then look at verse 40, and this is the connection I want you to make. Anybody have verse 40 of chapter 22? Can share what's referenced there? On these two hangs what? The law and the prophets. Where have we heard that? In 7.12 we hear the law and the prophets. In Matthew 22 we hear about the law and the prophets we know that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus begins to identify the golden rule with the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment is the summary we're offered of the law and the content of the golden rule is filled by the great commandment. Both of which are equated with what? The law and the prophets. But Jesus interprets that a little bit differently, that it's not just a law to follow, but it's a love that's demanded for us. 
One more verse to look at. Matthew 5, verse 17. So you were in Matthew 7. Look back at Matthew 5, verse 17. You can write these down and look at them later. Matthew 5, 17, Matthew 7, 12, and Matthew 22, the end of the chapter. Matthew 5, 17 tells us, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to what? Fulfill them. To fulfill them. What's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount? Where do we find it? What chapter begins to talk about our relationship with the world? It's chapter 5. So here we see at chapter 5 in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount and these teachings that Jesus is going to offer us in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6 and Matthew 7 that we come to Matthew 7 verse 12, this climax to do unto others as you would do unto them. We see the connection with the great commandment and the golden rule and we recognize together that Jesus has come to fulfill, not to abolish. And how do we fulfill it? How do we live it out? How do we carry out all of these teachings that Jesus offers us in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6 and Matthew 7? What's the key verse that we can remember? Because we probably can't remember all those others that we've been given. But do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It takes action. It takes initiative. It takes a willingness to set our own needs, desires aside to recognize the opportunities that are before us. But more importantly, we're called to live it and practice it. I mean, sure, how great would it be uh, if we lived in a world where no one harmed each other? Man, how the news lines would change when we read the paper or read it online or see what the headlines would be. How awesome if nobody harmed each other and we'd be much better off. But imagine how much even better it would be if we lived together out the golden rule. To not only not harm others, but to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is a great picture of what the kingdom of God looks like. This is a great picture that what the church should look like and what we as the people of God, as people who seek to build the kingdom of God, should look like and can look like. But for that to happen, for that to be a reality, for people to see, hey, what's Emmanuel up to? Our focus then is on doing for others and not on what I or we will get in return. It's not the question that we need to ask of what can you do for me or how will this benefit for me, but what can I do for you and how can I benefit for you? In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. A simple message, but a foundational message that sums up to us everything that Jesus has been telling us. What do you need to do? To whom is God calling you to show kindness? Where do you need to offer something that someone is asking for help, even if they're not verbalizing it to you? Do unto others 
as God has done to you. This is the opportunity, church, that we have to show that kindness, to help others, and to be a picture of the kingdom so that people see it's not about the law, but it's about love. So go and do it. And be confident. Be assured of this, church, that God goes with you, enabling, equipping, and forgiving. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.